Welcome to another episode of the Caffeinated Librarians, Mayapak Public Library's pop culture podcast. I am one of your many hosts, Lewis. I am here with going left to right, Katie, Amanda, Simona, and Joe. And today we're talking about the maybe maybe one of the greatest comedies, one of the funniest movies, one of the most poignant films of of our generation, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, a very brief synopsis. A guy is dumped by his girlfriend of five years after she confesses that uh, she has been seeing somebody else. He tries to get over her by going to a resort in Hawaii, only to find that she is also staying at the same resort. Hilarity ensues. Um, some very raunchy stuff uh, ensues that I was very concerned that Simona was watching. Um, but that is that is what happened. So, initial thoughts. I love it. I loved it. I love this movie. I thought this movie was great. Um, initially, I, it's really good that I actually watched this movie relatively recently for the first time because... Uh, I'm a huge fan of Get Him to the Greek. Um, I don't hear anybody talking about that anymore. I just see the the gif of the the entire time, the little wiggly hands, happy face. Um, but uh, when uh, it was like actually like a rainy day, we were feeling sick, and I was like, Lou keeps telling me about this movie. I know he loves this movie. He recommended it during uh, our summer picks display um, here at the library, and. Uh, I had a chance to watch it, and Brian was like, why do you want to watch this? And I was like, Lou keeps telling me it's really good. And he was like, um, he's like, well, it's not necessarily, like, the happiest of movies. And I was like, do you know what I watch? I was like, nothing I watch is, like, the happiest of movies, but I'm feeling like I want a comedy. And he was, he told me it was also a semi-prequel to get him to the Greek because it introduces the character Aldous Snow. And I guess it does the same thing with the girl, the, the actress, as well, because she pops in, I think one of the shows is in the background and get him to the Greek. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. So when I heard like, Oh, it's a prequel to get him to the Greek. <laughs> I got really excited <laughs> to see more Aldous snow. Cause I love Aldous. So, uh, um, did not, I was very happy to see. I also really like the, the main actor. What's his name? Jason Seagal. Cause he also <laughs> got me, Brian also got me into, um, how I Met Your Mother, yeah. and he's Marshall is by far my favorite character, and I just love him. I think he's such a wholesome actor. <laughs> so, hey, I'll I'll finish that there <laughs> for now. What I liked was um, the spoofs on the crime procedural dramas. Like I just I like that so much. Uh, it, it, I love I love that. It was it was thirty rock type jokes. Hit me, hit me right here. Perfect. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for her to win the pageant without a face. I know. I just kind of think he's a douche. Like <laughs> also, Billy Baldwin is inherently funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just like he's just yeah. a douche. But I like because it's so because I like crime procedurals. So like just watch it like oh my god, it's making it look so bad. Um, but I also like when actors are playing 
actors who don't act that well, but the actors, you know, can do very well. Because, like, just listening to the line delivery, the crassness at some points while they're, like, looking at body, oh, this is really funny. And um, since there are a lot of sexy moments in this film, I'm assuming we can talk about said sexy moments. We can talk about okay. sexy moments. Lots of sexy Because, like, when he's on his rebounds, and, like, the one girl <laughs> I can't say what she says, but it, I just I started laughing. Like <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, and actually that that that's the part that I said to myself. I was like, "Oh crap, Simone is gonna be watching this." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I can't believe I'm making Simone watch this." But I'm like, glad you care. It's all like funny stuff too. I I love when the when the girl is saying hi, and he's like hi, and then she's like hi, and he's like hi. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, do you want a gag? He goes. <laughs> He's like, kind of now, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I loved his um, stepbrother. And I like how we keep on it says, you're my stepbrother. But it's like how. <laughs> I noticed that too this time. It's funny you say that. I was yeah. like, they really like are. They Leading really. into it. Yeah, they really like went yeah. out of their way to point that out. Yeah, like, so it's almost like they're not supposed to be close, but they are. And I loved his wife. And, yeah. and his wife was great. Oh I loved God. her. <laughs> I just loved watching Bill Hader in, in this role. I mean, it's, it, yeah. It's so funny. You can tell he used, like, every single line he improved. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he improved? A, a lot of this movie was improved. Oh. Yes. One of my favorite scenes with him in it is when uh, Peter's at the resort, and he's walking <laughs> with, with him on the phone, and he sees them at the hotel room, and it's like, he puts the phone down after saying, I'm going to go, I'm going in. And all you can hear while he's talking is Bill Hader yelling at him through the phone. <laughs> I died laughing. It was great. So here's a question. If one of you guys knew that your ex was staying at the same resort, would you leave the resort or would you, like, stay just to see what would happen with their, like, current No, if, it, if the resort was big enough, I could easily avoid somebody that I didn't want to be in the same why would I leave? Why, why, why? No, I was here first. Also, that resort was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, okay, we are oh ignoring God. that he knew full well that was her spot, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> he true. was like, oh, she recommended it to me. Yeah. Like, mm. uh, he, 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 he was screwing up from the beginning, man. Yeah, right. that, that is true. But, like, his brother was assuring. Didn't his brother say, like, what are the chances yeah. that yeah. she'll be there? And then, yeah. like, she's choked. Yeah. Oh my lord, that was funny! Oh my god, uh, this, this movie's pretty great. I mean, yeah, uh, I, Jason uh, Segel getting like one of the most accurate depressed guy performances I've seen in a while. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think the thing that upset me most is the big bowl of Fruit Loops. For some reason, I just saw that and I was like, "Oh, this guy's not living right." No, it's a lot of Fruit Loops. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought it was a dog ball, and I'm probably the only one who did. Cause it's a salad yeah, bowl. A, yeah, I don't know why my mind went to dog ball. Because it's a big bowl for a dog, Simona. There are big dogs. There are, thank you. There are big dogs. No, for some reason, because it's a, like... It's a huge bowl. Have you seen Whatever. Like, I'm entitled. <laughs> They're big old mouths. I'm entitled to... Be wrong everyone so i'm so sorry yeah, Lou. yeah i know but i was kind of thinking that was so gross like a part of me was like that's just so gross never mind that it was a lot of shit i was like that's gross 
I don't know. I couldn't get over that scene with the whole. That's just Brian crazy. sat next to me the entire time I looked at him because I feel like it would be something he did. And he goes, yep. <laughs> He's got the right idea. He's like, I do that. It would last me a day. It's yeah. <laughs> like, you're nasty. Does anybody else have those? Con- I mean, all my cereals in containers like that. No, I've never used containers like that for my cereal. It my seems mom like had the right way to do it. Honestly. Yeah. No, I I think it definitely makes sense. It's sort of like like I feel like I grew up and had a like it was a strange house because like I remember my my aunt bought like what did she buy like fairly recent like like a actual like salad bowl like I guess a bowl for salad with like the the spoon and like because I would just use other bowls like oh like you know. I didn't really know there was like just strictly a salad bowl. And there was another thing she bought me that I've never used in my house. Like I know there are pla- there are things where you can store your bread like actual like isn't it like containers to store the bread? But we don't use that in my like we just have a cabinet where the bread is kept. Who uses a bread box? Well, I don't know how many people do, but it's well, not that something really I cool ever. One. I didn't I didn't even know that that was a thing. I want one now. There's this yeah. new organizational device. I don't know if it's new. Could be old and they're just repurposing saying look at this where it's like a like a cube like a really long cube and you stick the bread with the bag and you just have to pull the bag up to get your slices of bread and that's it that's so cool. <laughs> and there's a there's that's a lot cool. of now i guess uh nowadays there's this really big like organization culture mm. that's going around with all these like tins i know i've been thinking about getting some of these stupid little uh preserve just for like my baking stuff though because mm-hmm. in my in my parents' house, my stepfather is a, uh, or was a chef, and so my mom also really enjoys baking. So to have like them in there versus the bags like about to spill everywhere and mm-hmm. stuff like that, worrying about like it going bad faster, it's nice to have like we have like a big thing like this of like three things of like chocolate chips, different mm-hmm. ones. So you have like milk chocolate chips, dark chocolate chips, white chocolate chips. I think we got peanut butter ones too. So Lou wants to come to my house, it sounds like. He's like, yeah. oh, all these things. We're all the big good <laughs> So, like, I, I've been thinking about buying this. Uh, my mom did have those things, though, for the cereal. I don't, because we don't often eat cereal. I have to be in the mood. Yeah, I don't eat it. cereal often enough to actually have a storage bin. I like it as, like, cereal. a midnight snack kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, feeling when I, like I, a, that's when I usually have cereal, yeah. They brought yeah. back Waffle Crisp. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite cereal. <laughs> <laughs> you can only find it at slick stores, though. I know, right? Yeah. But I did feel that it was realistic because when he talks about how he can't throw away this um, storage container, he says, like, it's practical and it does last long. And she bought it for me. <laughs> yeah. But but I think that's, like, a, a realistic sort of thing, especially when he is as emotionally invested in the relationship and, he's not, and he, at this point, is unaware that there were any problems in the relationship. Yeah. It makes sense that you can't easily just get over someone well some people can but like depending on the person you may not be as able to get over that other person so to me i felt sad for him like when he's walking around the house and he's talking about all the things that she's bought for him and how her presence is everywhere i mean this is just what every guy does after a breakup yeah Yeah, this is oh yeah and you know one of the I, i think one of the you know more heartbreaking things too is like so after his first encounter post breakup um he starts crying after the sexual experience and then uh (laughs) but you see kind of like like the flashbacks like like with her it wasn't just sex you know it was it was intimacy yeah and you know um 
I thought this movie did a good job of, of displaying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they later on they kind of do it from her her point of view also. I just think this movie did a really good job of like I've seen movies that display the the um, the female point of view mm-hmm. of it. A lot of it. Yeah. It is yeah. the mm-hmm. female point yeah. of view. But this one I think did a really good job of of displaying how how like guys cope cuz you know you know those of us that have been there that's the first thing we think is like you just got to go out and and do stuff, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And that's, the, that's like, the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, it's more relevant now than ever because you have a lot of, like, influencer culture, too. So, mm-hmm. you, it's, like, I know um, with certain celebrities who are influencers, I wouldn't call them celebrity celebrities, I'd just say influencers, um, you have, like, maybe, like, one in the party that is the more famous one and then you're kind of the background person and nobody really knows who you mm-hmm. are and so I know that recently this is like relevant now too because of the like I know we've brought it up on another uh, podcast thing I think I've talked about the Colleen Ballinger situation there was a lot going on with like her ex-husband and the reason why they divorced was because he felt you know behind the scenes she was famous mm-hmm. like super famous she had like season two seasons of a show on Netflix she was an internet sensation she was doing tours she had a book she was in the spotlight, but because he was also also well, a YouTuber as well, but not as famous, her fans bullied him, and oh. also he felt more shoved into the corner. And so I think that it can be very reflective of like having a very famous person, or the or like the breadwinner, mm-hmm. you know. And the family, I can see Always where maybe comes back to bread, huh? The bread. <laughs> I mean, he was. He didn't really. I don't think he, he wanted to be famous at all. He didn't want to be famous, I, I don't, except yeah, for yeah. I, I don't think musical. that was really the issue with the. Yeah. No, but I would say he had a he had a very I would say a a, a good job if he had you know more. Had he kept it, or he had just kind of done mm-hmm. something more with? I know he was going through a, a slump. But he had an important job in, like, a Hollywood job. Yeah. Although it was, like, a behind-the-scenes work, it was still... He was a composer, right? It was a composer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, without composition, you... I mean, we've definitely seen movies. I can't say, like, all movies wouldn't, like, you know, be successful. But that's yeah. not true, as we've seen. Like, there are silent films and other films that utilize no music at all. Yeah. But a lot of the greatest films that we see... Nowadays, a lot of the big films, Marvel films, all these other films, you know, it wouldn't be complete without that composition. So Star Wars. Star Wars. I I don't know. I think I think the the riff and here is just like it's just tones. It's not even music. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm like I can't consider attribute it to all films. That definitely (laughs) applies to Marvel movies. I can't name you a note from those things. (laughs) Which is probably why he was so so unhappy with it. And, his, and, his, and also, it's not creative fully. It's because he didn't. Did he have much creative choice in in the composition? Because like the no. little that I saw, like it didn't seem like he had any choice. When he did the Seinfeld note, he got back like like he got direction back from the director, going just use the regular stuff. And this is changing gears a little, but I really oh. liked his pediatrician. <laughs> Oh. I like that he still goes to a pediatrician. So that's a good a good segue actually, because I think so you'd say you'd say the the main characters are the love triangle. It's uh, Jason Siegel, Kristen Bell, and Mila Kunis. Yeah. All the side characters, We're every fabulous. single one of them, 
I think it just delivers and is is hilarious. I honestly didn't even think of the pediatrician as one of the side characters, but he is great. It's one scene, but I, I yeah. it really got me for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> you got a good looking Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first off, it's, I think it's really funny, one, he still goes to his pediatrician. <laughs> I see that a lot with uh, some of my guy friends. They they still... You still go to their pediatrician? They don't go to them, but they still, like, for some reason, like, consult. And I've always thought that was really weird, because I'm like, aren't you supposed to, like... When you find somebody you trust... Oh, you know. <laughs> that, but that's... <laughs> he hasn't do you found still go that. to I do not. But I think that's what it was too. I think the fact that he had a, had an established relationship, which now it's getting harder and harder with doctors in general to even see them. So I think that's also what it was too. I think he had an established relationship with his pediatrician. But I will agree, it's a funny moment where he, like, because like the doctors all concerned about this, like there's children in the room, and he, like he closes the door. And <laughs> You're sitting on a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. Jason Siegel's like, is this new? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, so. So uh, I, I know that there are some differing opinions in the room on, on Jonah Hill stuff. I think every line Jonah Hill delivers is just hilarious. I love I, him. Yeah, just yeah and I, Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I and I, I don't agree. I find Jonah Hill to be just too cringy, and I just couldn't watch him. But everybody else, all he's, the other he's side supposed to be like the cringy I, fan. I, I understand he's supposed to be like that, but I don't like watching it. I I just liked when he was. He was like, is your, is your wife coming? Your girlfriend? Your, your, your going. Sucks. You want a magazine or something? It's going to be lonely. <laughs> I, uh, it's just like, shut up. I also, shut up. I also like when he's, uh, he just goes and, like Jason Siegel literally just sat down. He goes to take the plate away. Jason Siegel's like, oh no, I'm, I'm still eating. He's like, okay, I'll go myself. And we'll just walk away. <laughs> like, uh, Favorite line from Bill Hader. Uh, at one point, he just shouted at him, I will equalize you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, so he's great. Um, the the uh, We'll talk about Al Just Snow in a minute. But I, I think the, the character that really did it for me, the side character, is, um, is Paul Rudd. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I think every Paul Rudd line is just, it's... I think I've quoted Paul Oh, the, Rudd the in surf forgetting. instructor? Yeah. The surf instructor who keeps forgetting who he is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, I literally saw you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. If you got bit by a shark today, would you stop going surfing? Like, yeah, yes, probably. probably. I kind of have to disagree. I think my favorite side character was uh, Daryl. Uh, he was pl- played by Jack McBrayer. Yes! I thought... The fact that they that started off being in Matt, he what was, was he's he plays a newlywed, yeah, who is on his honeymoon with his new bride and everything, and they are so happy, <laughs> um, but he is concerned that he cannot satisfy perform. her, perform or satisfy her, yeah, and so it starts off from being this very happy couple yeah. to slowly <laughs> him like. Every time they have, like, a guy, like, at the bar scene, like, yeah. they're at the bar, he's just getting more and more upset. Slowly he's slowly, <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't know what I can do. And then they figure the problem out, and he just. Well, come in, Aldous <laughs> Snow, for the win. Right, he helped him out, yeah. but still it was yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. And Jack McBrayer, uh, my, my initial view of this actor is 
he always plays very nice characters. Like yeah. 30 Rock is where I think he, I, everyone knows him from yeah. is Kenneth. He also played uh, uh, Fix-It Felix in the Wreck-It Ralph movie. Yes. So those are two characters already on the top of my head that I was like, oh, he just plays like a nice, innocent, yeah. like, boy. And this one, he's just talking about how he's trying to, he can't perform, but he's still being like really nice. Jack me right And I'm over here like, oh no. I'm like, I've always wondered what would happen. And I like how, and I like how there are hints that things aren't well, even before he's explaining what the issue is. Like yeah. when he sees them again and like that, I was like, okay, something's not right. And then you figure what it is. Yeah. So- it's just, it's just, just such a slow burn with him. It's just like, I don't know what to do anymore if I'm happy with this. And it's everyone having an issue with something romantic related. And I absolutely, except for, I think, uh, I guess you could say the waiter is dealing with his own feelings, his extreme <laughs> feelings towards all this yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and it's like, you kind of forget a little bit about like, you know, what he's going through, but at the same time, I think they just amplify yeah. what he's going through. Like, things could always be worse. You could yeah. get married and be with someone who is clearly not meant for you. Yeah. <laughs> or you just, the, the nervousness of being married or, being like, tired. chasing someone who's starstruck or, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I think Mila Kunis was actually, like, I, we haven't really touched on Mila yeah. at all. Um, I don't particularly care for Mila Kunis as an actress, but I think she's I very feel, cute. I feel the same way about her, yeah. Um, I I know her from, like, a lot more TV stuff versus movie stuff. That's how many shows? Yeah, and I thought she was great on that, but that's, like, a character she plays. Yeah. Versus this one. And I think she's very pretty, and I think she's super cute. Um, but her character was, like, perfect for him, I felt like molded for him yeah everything he needed yeah i thought that was great someone who accepted the fact that he made dracula the musical (laughs) which i really want to (laughs) see though was i the only one that when he started singing about it thought about the the muppet the count when he started singing (laughs) i think that's what he was going for (laughs) died when i heard him sing yeah this is like one of those things though where you know how like it's it's always sunny in philadelphia they do the the night um, the Nightman Cometh, yes. and there's there's fans that do live performances of the play that Charlie puts on in the show. They do it like yearly or something like that. Like a bunch of fans get together and they they do the play. I feel like that's amazing. His his thing needs to be something yeah. I need to physically see because <laughs> the the movie sold it for me, yeah. and I need to get like five tickets. I, I'll see it every day of the week. I'll be obsessed. I need to film it. I I, I need it. I, I, that, that was my favorite part is him like singing the song in the in the bar for yeah. karaoke. And she's like, sing, do it, sing, do it. I'm like, oh, this is me, yeah. but for real. Yeah. And I think you know we touched on you touched on Mila Kunis a little bit there. I think her character came along at just such a perfect time for him. Because he was kind of just in in the dumps and everything like that, and you know, where Sarah kind of like maybe didn't always support his dreams and what he wanted to she go for. She didn't. No, she didn't. You know, uh, Rachel was more like understand. Yeah, do what makes you happy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and the uh, so the the part where they go hiking, right? Yeah. And then they, you know, he struggles jumping into the ocean. Um, oh. <laughs> she she yells something at him. She says, um, "I can see your hoo ha." Yeah. So there was a uh, there was a, a, this girl in college that I was very close with, and um, whenever she wanted me to do something that I was not. very much not willing to do. She would scream that at me. Oh no! Very, very loudly. Yeah. Just let everyone know. Yeah. So, uh, so that always makes me. That always brings back fun memories. Um, oh, yeah. There's a good line in that scene where he's like on the verge of tears, and he's like, "Oh God, I made her kill herself." <laughs> uh, I, you know, I wanted to get back to you. Brought up uh, the couple, the married couple. I love them so the much. They are my favorite. And. Uh, so, you know, so he's he's struggling. There's the part where he's hitting himself in the face yeah. with his hands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he says, like, off to find the magical yeah. and, uh, What's funny is that he's he's sitting there and, like, and, like, stressing out about this. But then his wife comes up to him and is, like, looks extremely happy. Yeah. And is, like, are you ready to come back to bed? Like, and she says it in a seductive way. Yeah. And it's kind of like... It's kind of like a perfect, like, wow, he's in his own head. Yeah. Needs to get out of his own head because she actually doesn't see any of these issues that you have right now. So it's like a good, yeah. like, lesson in, like... Are they it's also, a good reversal. Yeah. yeah. Are they also supposed to be very religious? Yes. yes. Okay, all right. That's why he wears uh, polos and khakis and I, a fanny I did pack. just write down in my notes at one point, poor non-premarital sex people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, the scene that they show, he's wearing his little striped pajamas and he's just on top of her and it's just the, it's the funniest scene to me because it's, it's the most awkward, like, intimate scene I've I think I've seen in a long time. What's the line? If God made if God made mouths down. <laughs> so then, uh, also Aldous Snow uh, is another, probably the other uh, the other side character. I gotta tell you, that song um, that he sings. And Jonah Hill says that thing, which I won't repeat. Um, I got that song is so catchy to me. Yeah. I was walking around after I watched it. I was like walking around singing it, and Louisa is like, "You have to stop singing that. It's really inappropriate, and you're going to work now." <laughs> um, but I just think it's so. I don't know. I think it's so catchy and it's so funny. But yeah, it is really pervy. And, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I don't. I don't really like Russell Brand at all. But ah. I, I, <laughs> I liked him in the beginning, but then he kind of. But he's he's used well here. He is funny in yes. this movie, and like I thought, just like the opening song, the opening song bit, uh, we got to do something. Yeah. Doesn't I, tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that was. Uh, I'm sorry, Amanda. I thought it was funnier than any of the songs in Get Him to the Greek. Oh, this song? No, hands down. <laughs> I thought it was great. I'm not gonna lie. When Get Him to the Greek came out, um, I, I actually enjoyed the the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote the songs and who, like, you know, really came up with the melodies from them. I actually thought they were all, except for, like, we all know that we're not supposed to like African Child. <laughs> um, but most of the songs actually were pretty catchy and funny. I thought they were really good. And it had that, like, it had that rock star, 
like British rock star feel to it. Yeah. So when I was, ha- I was so happy to hear another Aldous Snow song. <laughs> I remember like Brian hates uh, the, the the music from Get Him to the Greek, but I'll like sing Fuzzy Walls all day <laughs> about when they're having like their acid trip and they just <laughs> the walls. I just but, don't get why they didn't cast somebody other than Jonah Hill. I like, was so confused by so, that. I thought he was. I was like, I looked at Brian and I was like, is he the same guy? Is that like him younger? And maybe this is where he meets Aldis Snow. And then he's just like a crazy fan. And then he learns to mellow out and actually gets into the music industry. And no, now it's just different yeah. names. I was like, yeah. Boo. so so this film because I've never seen Get Into the Greek. So this is like a sequel or or it's a, a semi. It's a prequel okay. in a sense because it introduces this Aldis Snow character. I know okay. this is a weird picture to have on my computer of Aldis Snow, but it is. It's the chess set. <laughs> <laughs> when he's talking to Jack. Um, no, Aldous Snow is supposed to be this, like, British rock star who is just on drugs and alcoholic, going through a rough marriage, and get him to the Greek. This is, like, before that. It just establishes the character, okay. I feel like. But it's the same universe, because they use a lot of the clips from, like, the TV show that the girl is in in but, Get Him to the Greek. Yeah, they just have Jonah Hill in it as a different guy. Yeah, just making it's them very silly. Oh. Uh, one thing I thought was a really smart move this movie did is, is giving Sarah that scene where she kind of tears into Peter and, like, sort of explains, like, yeah, like, this yeah. is not an easy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I think that that's a very smart scene. I think it's, mm-hmm. I, I think it goes a long way, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the time, you know, we're sitting here and we're thinking like she's, she's this evil person, but there were two people in the relationship yeah. and, and yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's not all on one person and everything like that. It, granted, it doesn't really ever uh, um, make it okay to cheat or anything like that, Ooh. but but you do understand you know, you're able to see, and I think it was important for Peter to kind of realize that he wasn't perfect in the relationship, and that kind of helped him, um, him grow. You know, I hate the, I do, I really don't like the part where, um, you know, him and Sarah almost get back together. Oh yeah. Just because I hate when you I know he ruins that. things with Rachel. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like they needed, he needed that, and I think the writers needed that in order for Peter to kind of grow. For himself and grow without another person. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I, I think it was a real. It's a really smartly made movie, and I think it's. Uh, well, it was a very exe- very exe- It was executed very well. Yeah. 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 It did a good job making it not feel so one-sided. You get one character, but at the same time, yeah, as you said, like having both be able to speak their piece about it mm-hmm. was great. It's like, I, I really didn't like that. I was starting to hate the movie when it felt like they were going to get back together. Yeah. I kind of hated that she was feeling jealous about it. Yeah, I was like, you don't have a right to feel jealous about this. I'm like, you're yeah. the cheater. But yeah. at the same time, I understand that, you know, it's hard when, how long was their relationship? Five years. Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. To break a five-year relationship, that's a long one yeah. where, yeah. you know, there was a lot of love. Yeah. somewhere in there and yeah. it, it'll, as, it's not gonna go away overnight you can like put it in the back of your mind but it's always gonna come back yeah, yeah. you're gonna remember oh well he wasn't bad to me necessarily we just yeah. weren't yeah i like yeah, i like how the flashbacks were edited in it was yeah. it, it was kind of like 
I don't know. They, they there weren't the like the big flashback like oh it's gonna be all gauzy and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. They was just dropped in kind of just like yeah here you go. This is going through his head right now, and yeah. I have good editing choices. I like yeah. what I also like about just to add to your point, Joe. What I liked about the flashbacks as well is that they showed different perspectives of the relationship, depending upon who was having the flashbacks. Mm. You got, you were looking at the same relationship, but you got different sides to it, especially since the movie started where the relationship was ending. You don't really know what made that the relationship end and the um, flashbacks were very helpful with like context and filling in the blanks. Can we talk about the scene when um, Russell Brand's character has to change his shirt to the one that... But can I actually say, (laughs) I actually thought Sarah's shirt was better than the one he was going for. Yeah, the one he was going for was was just That was like something like you're going to like... The one he was going for was his rock star persona. Yeah. To be fair, she has... I, I would love to get Brian in a Hawaiian shirt. I can't do it. He won't do it. I like when he's drinking dream. the cranberry juice. And he's like, oh, take my eyes, but not the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. It's just great. So, uh, final thoughts? It was a fun movie. I enjoyed every minute of this movie. I would hands down watch it again just for Jack. I need a spinoff. <laughs> like a little short <laughs> of how things are going. <laughs> there were a lot of entertaining moments. Pretty great movie, you know. Uh, like, like this is this kind of fits that like mid two thousands comedy vibe perfectly. Like this is a great just like ah, oh, it's on in the afternoon. I'll watch that kind of thing. It felt like they had fun. great time. Yes, yeah. yeah, and just like I don't know, even the. Sometimes these movies are a little too heavy in the ad-libs and they leave everything in, but here, it worked. Mm-hmm. What can you say? <laughs> Bill Hader really didn't need to do more than ad-lib while he was talking to him on like the laptop <laughs> or the phone. Those were like literally teeny tiny minutes and you can just ad-lib your heart out. Yeah. But yeah, and just like, I don't know, like I said, it makes a lot of smart choices too that I think really pay off and, mm-hmm. change, and turn it from something that's just like, all right, there's good jokes in here to like, nah, this, uh, you know, this... I think for a breakup movie, this hits. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for taking time and watching it and giving thoughtful uh, uh, comments on it. And thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, Once again, we are the Caffeinated Librarians. We air episodes weekly. So check us out now on Spotify and wherever you get podcasts. And we also have a video podcast on YouTube. So like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.